us to begin our uh, special Thanksgiving service tonight, and I want to begin by uh, saying hello and welcoming each of you to our uh, service on this Tuesday night uh, here at Boonville. We're so glad you're here. I'm still not capable yet of knowing who is visiting and who may not be, but that'll come in time. But you, if you are visiting with us tonight, we are glad that you're here. And uh, my mind's kind of been preoccupied. I've been seeing these pies being unloaded downstairs, and we're in for a real treat tonight in just a few more minutes. So let's be looking forward to that fellowship together. But before we get started tonight, I want to say something that uh, I think we need to consider. When you, when you think about how huge the earth is, and then you think about how the earth is just a fraction of the size of the sun, which in turn, the sun is just a tiny speck in the overall universe. When you think about all that, it's pretty easy to rationalize eating a whole pie, isn't it? Right? So if you want to eat a whole pie tonight, you feel free to do so. There'll be plenty down there. All right, tonight we're going to focus our attention on Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to have a series of topics that we're going to be dealing with tonight, and I'm going to make a few introductory remarks as we begin. I want us to begin by focusing on the first Thanksgiving proclamation of the United States that took place on October the 3rd, 1789, issued by George Washington. And the proclamation reads as follows. It says, whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor, and whereas both houses of Congress have, by their joint committee, requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity uh, peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November next, to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, and that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our service and our humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation. As you read that, I would to God that our nation's leaders would you know, have that kind of devotion and commitment to God today. But you know, there's nothing really more important than our having thankful hearts. You just think about how really ugly and pitiful and ingrate actually is. Somebody that is not thankful for their many, many blessings. You know, the Bible emphasizes the importance of being thankful again and again. For example, in Psalms 92 and verse 1, the Bible says it's a good thing to give thanks unto Jehovah and to sing praises unto your name, O Most High. Or you think about Psalms chapter 50 and verse 23, which says, 
Whoso offereth the sacrifice of thanksgiving glorifies me. Think about that. We glorify God when we are willing to express our thankfulness to him for all he's done for us. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15, the Bible says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. And then I think about Ephesians chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, which says, But rather giving of thanks. Now what we're going to do in our service tonight is we're going to express our thankfulness uh, toward six different things or topics tonight. The first thing that we need to be thankful for that we're going to emphasize tonight is God. You think about who God is and how much he loves us and care for us. And we're going to have a scripture reading tonight, Psalms 100, that's going to be read by Tommy Barragona. We'll sing a song together. He has made me glad that will be led by Jordan Coates. And then we'll be led in prayer by Brother Luther Mormon. So let's begin our worship and service of thanksgiving tonight. Psalms 100. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who makes us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting. His truths endure to all generations. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Let's all pray together. Our Father in heaven, we give our thanks for blessing of this day of life that we've enjoyed. We're thankful, God, for being a righteous God and being good to us, Father. We're thankful for allowing the Son to come to this earth and establish the church and die for it. And we're so thankful that through, through obedience to that word, we can have salvation. We're thankful for that word that guides us and for the church throughout the whole world. We're so thankful, Father, for this congregation of people 
for the unity and the fellowship we have. We're thankful, Father, for caring for us and providing for us. We're thankful, Father, for the freedom of our nation. And we're thankful for this special night of Thanksgiving, Father, that we can open up our hearts and give thee our thank, give thee our praise, Father. We're thankful, Father, for our homes, for our health and our happiness. And we thank, Father, for contentment. We're thankful for our elders that watches over our soul, Father. And we pray for them by being guide and hand in everything they do. We're thankful for Brother Ken and Anita, Brother Doug and Jody. And that the Father be with them as we grow here together. Pray for a safe week for all of us. In Christ's name, amen. Not only do we need to be thankful and grateful for our great God and his love and great mercy that he's manifested toward us, but we need to stop and be very thankful for our salvation. When you stop and consider what all has transpired to provide our salvation today, it's truly a marvelous and amazing, amazing thing to contemplate. You know, God, before the foundation of the world, set his plan in motion that we might be saved from our sins. I don't know about you, but I watched with great interest the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, conclusion when the jury came back with their verdict, and it really made an impression on me as they read the not guilty verdict, the reaction that Kyle Rittenhouse had. He just broke down. He could not contain his emotion and his tears because he had been declared not guilty. You know, when I thought about him and the fact that he was so overwhelmed with emotion by that not guilty verdict, I began to think about us as Christians today. Have you ever thought about the fact that we are now declared to be not guilty? Now, we were guilty. We were condemned. We were without hope in this world. We had absolutely no standing at all with God. But God, by his plan, intervened. He put his plan in motion, and he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. His blood was shed. And because of that blood and our obedience to his will, that plan means that you and I guilty of sin, deserving eternal condemnation, can now stand before God justified and clean and made pure, not because of anything that we've done, but because of the blood of Jesus, the one who gave himself, who died the just for the unjust. When you think about what God has done and what his son has done to make salvation possible, for you, I think it becomes a rather emotional thing, especially to consider my plight and where my destiny would be if God had not intervened on my behalf. And so we're going to think about salvation for just a moment. Brother Stephen Hodgen is going to come and read our scripture. Jeremy Jones will lead our singing, and Carter Sweeney will lead our prayer. 
I'll read from Psalm 118, verses 19 through 29. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, the righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. God be the glory. To God be the glory, great things he hath done. So loved he the world that he gave us his Son, who yielded his life and atonement for sin, and opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he hath done. Great things he hath taught us, great things he hath done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son. But purer and higher and greater will be our wonder, our transport when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory. Things he hath done. Would you bow with me? Dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity you've allowed us to gather here tonight and 
reflect on the many different things that we're thankful for because of you. We thank you for the salvation you've allowed us because we know that time and time again we mess up, Lord, and we often fall short of your glory. But because of your salvation through our Savior, Jesus Christ, we know that we're allowed that chance to redeem ourselves and to strive to live that Christian life that's pleasing unto thee. Let us never forget, Lord, to always be thankful for the salvation provided through the suffering of Christ on that cruel death on the cross, and to never take it for granted. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You know, being saved from our past sins through our response to the gospel of Jesus Christ literally opens up a multitude of wonderful blessings. We are now children of God. And because we are children of God, we have an avenue by which we can communicate with God who is our creator and our sustainer. You know, prayer is a very powerful tool that I'm afraid many times we, we take for granted. You know, Jesus, the Son of God, spent much time in prayer. James says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. It does much good. I really believe that prayer is a way to, to get God to do things that perhaps he normally would not do if we didn't pray. There's power in prayer. And prayer is something that we as children of God need to make sure that we take advantage of. And so we need to be thankful for that avenue of prayer. And so tonight we're going to ask Adam Carlson to come and read our scripture. Brother Joe Garrett will lead our singing and Chris Beard will lead our prayer and as we go through these things, let's consider what a wonderful privilege it is to call upon our Heavenly Father in prayer. These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. All things. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that called me from a world of care and bid me at my father's throne make all my want and which is known. In seasons of distress and grief, 
My soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tempter's day by thy return, sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, the joy I feel, the bliss I share of those whose ancient spirit burned with strong desires for thy return. With such I hasten to the place where God my Savior shows his face and gladly take my station there and wait for thee, sweet arm of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, thy wings shall my petition bear to him whose truth and faithfulness engage the waiting soul to bless. And said he bid me seek his face, believe his word, and trust his grace. I'll cast on him my every care and wait for thee, sweet hour of I'll cast on him my every care and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. Will you bow with me, please? Our Father in heaven, it is with grateful hearts we approach your throne. Father, we are grateful for the avenue of prayer which we have to speak directly to the giver of all things. Father, we are very thankful for the ability to bring and lay at your feet all of our sorrows, Father, as well as also all of our joys. Father, we are thankful for our mediator and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're thankful for the Holy Spirit who intercedes on our behalf when we are incapable of forming our thoughts into prayers. Father, we also want to pray a special prayer for our elders as they shepherd us daily. Father, we are very thankful through them and ask that you watch over them and guide them. We also at this time wish to pray for our local governments that they may look to your word for guidance. 
Father, we also wish to pray for our federal government and our other leaders of the world that they also may take their guidance from your word. Father, as we enter into this time of thanksgiving, we are the most thankful for your son and your plan for our redemption. May we always be mindful of your laws and your guides and your word that we may spread the knowledge of salvation to others that they may one day, if they live according to your word, have a home in heaven with thee. We pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. You know, certainly the privilege of prayer is a wonderful, wonderful blessing. And we can approach God's throne in prayer because of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. But then you think about the fact and consider the fact that when we become children of God, we become a part of God's family. And what a powerful avenue of encouragement that actually is. You know, one of the most frightening things in the world to me to consider is, where would I be if I did not have the church in my life today? Have you ever thought about that? Just think about that. You think about where you would be if you did not have your brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, we live in the most populated time in the history of the world. It's amazing to think of all the people that exist in our world today, but did you realize that the vast majority of people in our world today are so very lonely? They really have nobody that cares. They have those emotional needs and spiritual needs that simply cannot be fulfilled. They're, they're looking for something. They're searching for something. When tragedy strikes in their lives or maybe when there's sickness or even death, most people in the world don't have anybody to turn to whatsoever. But you see, as a part of God's family, we have the great honor and privilege to be a part of the family that belongs to God. God is our Father. and We are His children. The saved are added to the church, which is His body. And, and thus, we're here for one another. When we're discouraged, we have somebody to pick us up. When we become distraught, we have a shoulder that we can lean on. The Bible describes... God's family as individuals that are to exhort and to encourage one another daily. We are to be other person centered. We're to keep our eyes on others and consider their needs above our own. Therefore, when I'm watching you and observing you and I see you going through difficulties in life, I, I'm there to encourage you and you toward me as well. And what a blessing it is to be a part of, of God's family. The responsibilities that, that we sustain to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. And you know as well as I, when you've seen tragedy take place unexpected in a family's life, when there's been death, when there's been sickness, especially that's unexpected, 
to see the overflowing love that brethren have for one another, especially when young people in the church show that love one toward each other. It's a very, very special thing that people in the world can only dream of. And so tonight, we're thankful for our church family, the church family throughout the world, but specifically, we're thankful for our church family that meets here together, that we can help one another and we can support one another through the struggles of life with all of us having the same goals, all of us having the same ambitions. We enjoy the koinonia, the fellowship, the sharing together of the blessings of God and with one another. And so tonight we're going to focus our attention on our church family. Uh, Brother Cameron Jumper is going to be reading our scripture. Gibson Foster will lead our singing, and Brother Aaron Foster will lead our prayer. I thank my God upon every <clears throat> remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even it is, as it is meet for me to think of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both as in my bonds, in the defense, and in confirmation of the gospel, you're all partakers of my grace. How sweet, how heavenly is the sight when those that love the Lord in one another's peace delight and so fulfill the word when each can feel his brother's sigh and within bear apart when sorrow flows from eye to eye and joy from part to part when free from envy scorn and pride are wishes all above each can his brother's failings hide and show a brother's love. When love in one delightful stream through every bosom flows, when union sweet and dearest in every action glows. Love is the golden chain that binds the happy souls above. And he's an heir to him who finds 
His bosom clothed with love. Bow with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we again want to approach your throne, and at this moment, we want to humbly just make sure you know how thankful we are for the church. And as Brother Doug has already expressed and has already explained, I just want to, we want to thank you first for, you know, the church, the, the one church where Christ is the head, where we have brothers and sisters scattered throughout this world, and Father, we just thank you so much for the fact that we have unity no matter where we are. We have unity because of you and because of the kingdom you have established here. But Father, we also want to direct our thoughts and thankfulness to you with the congregation that meets here in Boonville. And, and Father, there's so much to be thankful for. And, and of course, we want to thank you for the elders. We want to thank you for Tommy and Jim, Larry and Buster. We want to want to thank you for our ministers. We want to thank you for Ken, Brother Ken, Brother Doug, and Brother Stephen, and Brother Bo, and Brother Jordan. We want to thank you for our deacons and all of our teachers. But, Father, this, at this time, I want to direct our minds to thank you for every single person that calls this congregation home and who comes and worships here. I thank you for the love that we show one another. I thank you for the fellowship that we have together. I thank you for the goals and the common, common purpose that we have to serve you. And Father, we know we're not perfect here. We know we make mistakes, but we hope our sincere efforts that you will continue to bless them. And we're so thankful that you already have. And, and Father, we just want to ask you to continue to do so. Father, we just... I just want to make sure that you understand how thankful we are, that we understand how blessed we are to have this family here in Boonville. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Of course, being a part of God's family, we live our lives in this world today. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. But one thing we need to be grateful for and thankful for is our life itself and our health and our strength. Of course, we know that life is short. We know that the thread of life can be easily broken. And yet today we're alive. If you woke up this morning, you ought to thank God for that privilege and the honor of being alive to live one more day here upon this earth because we have no hope no guarantee of tomorrow. And of course, as we live our lives, we're blessed to live in, in this great country. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail tonight emphasizing what a privilege it is to be able to live where we live today. I might mention the fact that, you know, if we are sick, if we've got some physical need, we can get on the phone and we can go to a doctor. Did you realize the vast majority of people in our world 
have lived and died and they've never seen a doctor? You know, I think about a population like Boonville, 8,600 people. If, if we were like most people in the world, there would only be one doctor, just one doctor, a general practitioner of some kind, maybe a nurse practitioner in this town to treat everybody. That is, if we were one of the blessed people in our world today. You think about the fact that we live in our country today. We don't have to worry about where the next meal is coming from. We're having a pie supper tonight, aren't we? How many people in our world today would like to have access to just a piece of pie? There are children in our world today that are going to bed starving to death. A recent uh, article in Time magazine talked about how that many children in our world today have to eat dirt just to have something in their stomachs to, to keep them going. And of course, if you're like me, we are anticipating Thursday. Man, the casseroles, the turkey and dressing, you name it. You know, we're going to stuff ourselves and that afternoon later on, that evening and the next day, we're going to enjoy those leftovers. We're just very blessed to live in this country. If you go home tonight and you can flip on a switch and your lights come on, or if you can turn that little knob and the toilet flushes for you, you can go to the refrigerator and, you know, find your food cold and not spoiled. You have ice in your freezer, you have warm beds to sleep in, you're among the top 7 or 8% of the richest people in this world. And so we need to be thankful for the life that God has given us and the health that he has allowed us to have up until this time. You know, there are two or three countries in our world where the life expectancy is around 36 to 38 years old. If that were true and I lived in that country, I would have been gone 20 years ago, right? I'd be a distant memory. You know, if you were living in that country or those countries and you were 18 years old, you would be going through a midlife crisis probably while you're in high school. And so think about the blessing of life, the blessing of health that we enjoy in this country. And so we're going to ask Rick Wainer to come and and uh, focus our minds on Matthew 6, 25 through 34. We'll be, then be led in our song by Brother Chris Langley, and Brother Larry Morgan will then lead our prayer. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow, sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, 
will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or shall, what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, singing hallelujah, hallelujah. Ask and it shall be given unto you, Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Singing Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every Proceeds from the mouth of God, singing Alleluia, Alleluia. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of life you have given us to all of us. Heavenly Father, we acknowledge you as our God and the giver of all life. Thank you for every opportunity to see a new day and to be healthy. You have done wonderful things in our lives, and we are very thankful for that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your good health. We're thankful that we're able to walk, talk, hear and breathe. Good health is a blessing from you. We're so thankful that we can take care of ourselves. We can go to school and we can work. And we can enjoy an active lifestyle every day. We have opportunities and privileges of attending services of the church. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for health and also the medical personnel who help us to maintain that health. Father, we're especially thankful for modern medicines, vaccines, cures for chronic ailments that helps us to have a better life. We thank you for the advances made in fighting cancer, heart disease, diabetes, COVID-19, polio, smallpox, flu, measles, and other diseases. We're so thankful for the knowledge which the doctors and nurses have acquired so that they can better treat their patients. 
We're indeed thankful for clinics and hospitals which are equipped for the treatments we need. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the support the medical personnel receive from their families, as many of them work long hours and are away from the families. Father, we're so thankful for the work that these personnel do to make us so we can have a better way of life. Father, after all our, we, th we thank you for the needs of the patients must come before the needs of their family in many cases. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that it is you who is a great physician. We recognize you as being the one in control. It is our humble prayer that we will always seek you first in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Of course, in life, we know there are struggles. The Bible says, man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. If things are going well for you in your life right now, congratulations. I'm happy for you, but I hate to tell you it's not going to last. Because we're going to face struggles in this life. That's the last point we're going to emphasize tonight. What is your attitude toward the struggles that you face? You know, some of the greatest sources of encouragement that I've ever received in life is to see and witness in the lives of people who have far more than their share of sickness and tragedy. They experience things that I don't know that I could handle. Of course, we know that God's not going to put on us more than we're able to bear. But he will make a way of escape. And I'm greatly encouraged when I see people who are going through difficult trials and tribulations in their lives to remain true and faithful to God. They maintain a, a positive attitude. You may remember some of you a few years ago, Hee Haw, they would sing that song, Gloom, Despair, and agony on me, deep, dark depression, excessive misery. You know, if it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. You know, in contrast to that, the Bible tells us in the book of James that we need to count it all joy when we fall into trials. Now, did, did we understand that correctly? Is James saying count it a joy when you've got problems? Count it a joy that we've got difficulties? Not necessarily. We, we don't need to be happy that we've got tragedies, but we do need to count it a joy. We need to realize that, that we have a God who loves us and cares for us, and we can trust in Him. And God wants to use our problems as stepping stones toward spiritual maturity. God wants us to allow our problems to strengthen our faith, to keep our focus on Him where our focus needs to be, so that ultimately, when the tragedies of this life are over, we will have that home with Him forever in heaven. Our scripture reading tonight is going to emphasize the joy and the attitude that we need to possess toward the struggles of life. Brother Jim Estes is going to read James 1, 2 through 8. 
Brother Ken Forrest is going to be leading our singing, and our prayer will be led by Brother Guy Gardner. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall in various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything of the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from his sunshine, for his skies may turn to gray. I don't worry o'er the future, for I know what is a state, and today I walk beside him, for he knows what is ahead. Many things about tomorrow. I don't seem to understand, for I know tomorrow, and I know who is my heart. Every step is getting brighter. As the good unstairs I climb, every bird uns getting lighter, every cloud is silver light. There the sun is always shining. There no fear is in the eye at the ending of the rainbow, where the mountains touch the sky. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, for I know tomorrow, and I know. 
don't know a path to my rock. It may bring me poverty, but the one who feeds the sparrow is the one who stands by me. And the path that be my portion may be through the flame or flood, but his presence goes before me, and I'm covered with his blood. Many things are but tomorrow. I don't seem to understand, for I know oh, tomorrow, and I know who holds my Bow with me. Most beautiful, loving, and gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for the hard times and the struggles of our past. Because each time we've had hard times and we've had struggles, your strength has seen us through. And God, we know there's many in this auditorium tonight that are in their own storm. It might be physical, it might be emotional, it might be spiritual. But God, we know that you know each and every situation and you're working on it. We're here because our faith and our hope and our trust is in you, Father. And we love you so much. And we're so grateful for all that you do for us. We know that your word tells us that you did not give us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind. And God, we're so thankful tonight for the blessings you've poured out to us. Please help us help each other when we struggle. And let us continue to put all of our faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, as we consider the Savior's invitation, I want us to think about the love and mercy and grace of our God. The Bible says about God that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to a knowledge of the truth. God would have all men to be saved. He wants us to live with him forever. He put his plan in motion. His son came and lived a perfect life, and died on the cross, the just for the unjust. And God has done everything possible so that we might be saved. But the choice is a personal choice. You have to decide for yourself whether or not you're going to be saved. It may be tonight in this assembly that 
There's one who's outside of the body of Christ. You've never obeyed the gospel. You've never come into contact with the blood of Jesus Christ. But that can all change tonight. If you're willing to come tonight and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart that he is the Son of God, John 8 and verse 24. And in that faith, if you're willing to repent and turn from your sins, Luke 13, 3 and 5, you can stand before this assembly tonight and make that beautiful confession like the eunuch did in Acts 8 and verse 37. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And in your faith tonight, you can be immersed in water, buried with the Lord in baptism, Romans 6, 3 and 4, and as you imitate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ through the act of baptism, you can arise from that watery grave to walk in newness of life. And you can leave here tonight knowing the joy of salvation. Or it may be tonight that once in your past you did that, but for whatever reason you've strayed away, maybe you've become lukewarm, unconcerned, maybe you've gone off into some sin, and you may need to come back tonight and make your life right. Just like that father depicted in Luke chapter 15, God stands with outstretched arms, longing and hoping and waiting for his wayward child to come home. Tonight, if that's your situation, you can come tonight acknowledging your sins. You can repent of them tonight. We can go to God in prayer, and you can be restored to God once again, and you can know the joy of being faithful and fruitful in the Lord's kingdom. And so tonight, if you need to respond to heaven's call, we ask that you come now while we stand and sing. Oh, uh... 
morning breaks and heaven is near. Before services tonight, I was given this statement by one of our members and asked that I read it. Dear church Will bow with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you very humbly in prayer this evening, thanking you, Father. First and most of all, for the sacrifice you made, sending your Son to this earth to die for our sins, that we might have hope of eternal life in heaven with thee. Father, we understand that this is the greatest blessing and that we should be the most thankful for in our lives. We're grateful for it. Father, we want to uh, also this evening uh, consider those things that we talked about, the scriptures that were read in the uh, devotional tonight. 
We pray that each one of us here will consider these things and, and, and be thankful for all that we have in this life. And Father, we uh, also, this evening before closing, we want to remember those of this congregation who are sick or afflicted in some way. We pray, Father, that if it be your will, that you be the doctors and those nurses that minister to these who are sick, especially here in this boomable congregation. We pray that if it be your will, that you would restore them back to their much-wanted health and life once again. Father, we pray that you would be with us um, in the next couple of days as our families are traveling to different destinations to give thanks, eat food, and enjoy our fellowship with one another. We pray that you would help us to reflect upon these things here tonight in our thankfulness for this Thanksgiving day that we celebrate on Thursday. And we pray that you would keep us safe as we go about uh, from place to place. Also, Father, this evening we want to uh, pray for the food that has been prepared after the after this this part of our worship is over with, we pray that you would bless the hands that have prepared these meals that uh, we will enjoy and enjoy our time of fellowship. And we pray that you would bless this food to each and everybody that we, and that we might use our bodies to serve you. And Father, forgive us where we fail thee, to be thy will. And give us a home eternal in heaven with thee when our life here on this earth is over with. We ask all these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen.